We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. All trees start out as a what? A seed. All trees start out as a seed. A seed must first be planted in good ground in order for it to grow. So all trees start out as a seed and it's got to be planted right in order for it to grow. Luke 8 and 8 and others fell on good ground and sprang up and bear fruit. What? A hundredfold. It could be one seed and produce a hundredfold harvest. That's how powerful it is. One seed can do that because, I mean, you know why? Because the law of reaping and sowing is also that you always reap more than you sow. You can sow one seed and reap a hundredfold. You always reap more than you sow. That's why it's important for you to sow. And when he had said these things, he cried, he that hath ears, let him hear. When he says that, he's like, man, y'all better pay attention to what I'm saying. That's what that means. Pay attention. Amen. When we bear fruit, we are sowing seeds simultaneously because our fruit should contain what? Fruit should contain, you know, back before 1994, fruit had seeds. Now you could eat 20 bushels of grapes and not eat one seed. They even write it on the package, seedless grapes. What is a seedless grape? Seed bearing fruit keeps the message of Christ, what? Going forward. So not only is your fruit good, but if you're seed bearing, then you keep the message, what? Going forward. John 15 and 8. Herein is my father glorified that you do what? So my father is glorified when you do what? Bear what? Not more. Much. You can bear more fruit on your own, but to bear much, you got to have seeds. Your fruit has to have seeds. So shall ye be my disciples. Our seed can only take root if we are properly planted. Properly what? Planted. That's what this is about. You being here, you are properly planted. You're in a church where you are planted, you get the word, you can grow. You're around like-minded believers that can strengthen you, make you stronger, you can grow. You get an opportunity to pick friends that believe what you believe. Y'all, that's rare. That's, and it's very hard to do on your own. Without a fellowship, it's very hard to do. You're going to have to have misfit friends. And love them on a curve. Yeah, you have to always make excuses for them. And you're going to have to compromise to stay close to them. But when you're in a fellowship, you can select friends that believe what you believe. That's not even an issue. I can be as strong as I was when I first believed. Because I got believers that believe what I believe. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Psalms 92 and 13. Those that 
be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those that are planted where? In the house of the Lord. Those are the ones that are going to flourish. They shall still bring forth fruit. In what? Old age. And they shall be fat and flourishing when they're planted in the house of the Lord. The Lord going to make you thick when you're planted in his house. Spiritually thick. Amen. Hey. <laughs> All right. Good stuff here. This is good right here. Our upbringing prepares our ground for seeding. Y'all, this is one of the most important things you're going to ever hear me say in here. These next few bullets. Very important. Our upbringing prepares our ground for seeding. When I meet with people and talk to people, I have to deal with them based on their vantage point that was given to them by their upbringing. I can't treat everybody the same. I can't talk to everybody the same. I can't talk about everyone the same. I can't be hard on everyone the same way. I can't handle everyone the same because I have to base how I deal with people. And I always wonder why I was so interested, interested in human behavior and why I study human behavior. I really thought I was, I don't know, I thought I was going to be a covert ops specialist or something. I don't know what I thought. But I would just read any book, any information concerning human behavior, semantics, linguistics, body language. I don't know why I was so drawn to that. Now I know. Now I know. So I have to deal with everyone based on their upbringing. Because your upbringing created your vantage point. You see because of how you were taught to see. Yeah, you perceive based on how you were taught to perceive. Yeah, that's just it. Our child rearing and our experiences as youth mold and shape the ground into which seeds are planted. The way we were raised, that's why I'm stressing it all the time. Take care of your children, stay together, don't divorce. Don't act a fool, beat each other, nothing that, cussing in front of your kid, talking crazy, showing your kid the most violent relationship possible, but y'all still together. These just storm, son. These just storm. I'm like, all these things are so important. Don't let your children see you compromising. Don't let your children see you wishy-washy. Don't let them see you lukewarm. Don't let them see you lukewhack. All of these things are creating the ground. That's going to hold the seed. That's going to grow the tree. That's going to produce the fruit. That's going to produce more seed. Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, what? He will not depart from it. The opposite of that is. Train up a child in the way he shouldn't go. And when he's old, he's definitely. Amen. The day. Landon Isaac Lewis back there and Jonathan Craig the day they don't like the message that I'm preaching anymore that's the last time y'all gonna see me preaching I promise 
Well, if, they, if they don't believe in it, then I'll see y'all later. I got some work to do. I'm serious. No, I am serious. Why would I want my son back there with two earrings on and headphones on listening to Lil Wayne and I'm in here preaching to y'all? And I'm telling y'all, don't do that. I look like an idiot. Oh, I can't get, that's okay. I know that's hardcore. That's hardcore, that's, but that's how I am. I'm hardcore like that. I need to go deal with that boy. You know what? Because that's my fault. Amen, and Leonard ain't been perfect. He had some challenges, and I had to I'd come off the road. I'd deal with him. You know, it was, and it was my fault. And I went to him and told him it was my fault. That's okay. That's all right. Y'all ain't looking at me like that. Yeah, I ain't got no problem with that. I'm not going to sit over here and, no. That's, 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 that's what I, I want him okay. I, I care about y'all. Don't get me wrong. But I want him okay. Because if he's not okay, he got to bring a crazy wife and crazy grandkids over to our house. Because that's what he's going to do. He's going to do something crazy like that. Then we got to put up with that forever. And then Jonathan, what, Jonathan's 10 years younger? It, then Jonathan got to deal with them. And getting my grandchildren out of jail. And I was like, man, we're not going to do that. It's not what money's for. Somebody said that. That's what money's for. That's not what. That's fun. People crazy. People crazy. You know, this. <laughs> So, you know, I'm blasting this, this gay movie, Moonlight, online. So I put this thing up on Moonlight, but I'm blasting the movie online or whatever, and then people start commenting like, yeah, they will give, it, give the Oscar to, the, you know, to, the, to that movie when there was other black movies they should have gave it to. They should have gave it to Fences. We're so used to dysfunction that we think a, a great Academy Award winning portrayal of dysfunction warrants our applause i think it's worse that denzel played it because then he played it too good nobody would see that it's a foolish father foolish dumb stuck on dumb ruined his son stuck on dumb that's just as bad as moonlight that's just the preface of moonlight. That's how you make a moonlight. Be a dumb father. That's how you turn him out. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Black folk, but we so used to dysfunction and we so used to baby mama drama, daddy, this and that, that, that. Until when we see it, it's just, man, that was powerfully ripping. Why can't we have a movie where somebody got some sense? No dysfunction. That's boring, though. That's it's boring. You mean a husband and a wife stay together and love each other and then have kids and then the kids go, oh, I don't see that. I need there to be some action. I need him to do something dumb. <laughs> dumb, he need to do something out of his head. And that create the drama. And then let's see how they work through that. But we're just so used to it. We all been played by it. You know, TV just played us. They played us all, especially African-Americans. They, they just play us. They ain't going to give us nothing rich in that. Strong black father, never, ever, never, ever, never, name one, never. 
I'm telling you, it never happened. Never. Never. It's never happened. Somebody put that on the whole Cosby show. Never. That woman, was, she was so in control of that house. One day she said, you know what? I need a break from all y'all. She just went on a personal vacation on her own. And he just playing with his boat in the bathtub. And every time they mention traditional values, they made fun of it. They created Elvin to come. And when Elvin came, it was like, I mean, I want my wife at home. You know, I wanted to take care of the kids. They made fun of him. They ostracized him and made a fool out of him. Then when even little Rudy, her little friend, Bud, he would come around and repeat the words of his brother, which were traditional values. Well, the man should be the head of the home. They all look at him. Oh, boy, you better get away from me with that foolishness. Y'all got played, man. I hated that movie. I hated that show from the day it came on. I didn't even know why. And everybody just, man, what? That's our best show? No. It's not a proper, that's not a proper portrayal. Yeah, you, somebody's still trying to think of one. Oh, look at James Evans. James Evans? Dude, when the rent was due, he went shot pool and dice and everything. And she prayed, oh, Father God. If you can just, <laughs> man, I'm done with TV. When the ground of our heart is properly cultivated while we are young, we will have a good understanding of what God expects of us when we are older. Let me say that again. When the ground of our heart is properly cultivated while we are young, we will have a good understanding of what God expects of us when we are older. This preparation keeps seed from falling by the wayside where it can be taken away. Some people, the word comes and it hits you and it falls by the wayside because you don't have a ground that was properly cultivated when you were young so the seed can't take root. The parable of the sower says it like this, Matthew 13 and 19. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. Now listen, it was sown in there, but it got taken away. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. When we lack stability in our homes and our upbringings, this is why we have to give children stability, stable. A child should come home and know that they're coming home. They shouldn't have to worry about who's going to be home. Is mama going to be there? Is she going to stay with us? Is daddy going to leave? All of that. They don't need that. They need stability. Because when we lack it, it hinders us from growing roots. Stability in our homes and our upbringing. If you were to take a plant, if you would take a seed and leave it in there right when it was popping open, then take it out and try to plant it somewhere else. It's going to close back up. Lack stability. 
Stability. Stability. You know, when you're in your dating stage, that needs to be number one on the checklist. I need some stability here. Some stability. Amen, single women. Every time you go over there and something's cut off, he always complaining about stuff being cut off. He's not stable. And when you marry him, it's going to be worse. Because when you marry yeah, you ain't supposed to be going over there. My wife is right. But if he's telling you about it, it's like, oh, I tried to call you, but it went to the lady. <laughs> well, that's, you know, I ain't paid the bill this month, but I'm, I'm going to go do it now. Girl, it's, you, uh, uh, that's a lifetime. I like, ew, he's showing you. He, don't, he can't even fake it for the date. Just for the dating courting stage, he can't even fake it. You, when you marry him, guess who's going to have to pay that bill? You. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boy. Stability. And you need to be checking for that. And don't say, well, I mean, I had, man, you know, my, I mean, I can't help it. That's the way I grew up. My papa, no, no, that's what church is for. You in here so we can teach you stability so that some of it will get on you. All you got to do is get around some stable men. You get around stable men, you're going to be stable. Or look like a chump. This is the truth. You better, man, you better be checking for some stability. That's going to come in handy when you have children. You know he's going to be there. Oh, I can't do this no more. Pastor, he just out of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, he just said he didn't want to know that. What? No, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Girl, when you was dating him, he didn't keep nothing on. Picked you up in a different car every time you saw Y'all went on Uber dates. He showed you. He showed you. Ain't no surprise. He showed you and she showed you. Amen. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it on to the women too. She showed you. She attacked you and jumped on you. While you were dating. That's not going to go well with marriage. They supposed to be putting their best foot forward. She cussed you out while y'all was dating. She going to pour a lie on you when you get married. Who was that? Uh, what was his name? Al Green. No, that was Grits. Hot grits. Give me the lie. Give me the lie. Hot grits. Them grits stayed on him and formed skin. You can't get hot grits off you. Have you ever tried to get grits out of a pan after they sat in it? That's, that's what they do when they on your skin. You be scraping for weeks. He ain't been the same since. Yeah, but if that junk go down while you're dating, oh man, it's a wrap if you marry him. The date is when you're just filling them out to see what they're going to do. And you still have to sort through that because you know, or at least you expect them to be putting their best foot forward. The Lord giving you all kind of signs. Jive, the jive turkey meter just going off. <laughs> but you am, but I am up in age, so, oh uh, no. And usually when people say that, the, the right dude is right around the corner. And you finna blow it. Amen. Jive turkey dating is jive turkey marriage. But the Lord can do anything. (laughs) When we lack stability in our homes and upbringing, it's going to hinder us from growing roots. Instability causes issues that produce what? Stony grounds, which are hardened hearts. So instability is going to produce hardened hearts, which will result in the seed of the word. What? 
seed can't take root in stone. You wonder how people can sit in here. You sitting right next to them. And you getting the word and you after the message, man, the message was just, oh, man, it's blessed me, man. I'm not the same person I used to be. Man, when I first came here, I was like this. And then they just sitting there like, the same. No change. You hear, you, so, I mean, do you be listening? Are you hearing the same thing I'm hearing? Why am I, why, why has it affected me like this, but you're not hearing anything? It's because the seed can't take root in stone. An instability from their childhood has produced stony ground. Seed can't take root. Matthew 13 and 20. But he that receiveth the seed into what? Stony places. The same is he that heareth the word. And anon with joy receiveth. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. So that means he hears it. He's going to be in church for a while. He's going to be right in here out of a believer for a while. Yet hath he no root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by, he what? He's going to bounce out of here. Bounce. He can't deal with the tribulation and the persecution that's going to come. Because he has a hard heart. Being pushed to succeed and to be better than others. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all, I can't tell you enough. Don't push your children to be better than others. Don't compare your children to Aunt Lucy's children. You mess them up for life. They never get that right. But being pushed to succeed and to be better than others will incite the deceit of riches in us. That's where the deceit of riches comes in. When you push your kid, there's nothing wrong with pushing them to be good and the best they can be. But you don't push them comparatively. When you compare them to somebody, you take them away from their purpose and you put that person's purpose on them. Then they begin to strive. It incites the deceit of riches within us. This causes us to create cares that can choke the word out of us. So when you push them to be better, they're going to make bad financial decisions to prove stuff to folks. And it's going to create cares. And these cares are going to weigh them down and choke the word out of them. They can't be saved because they've created too many cares. They can't do it God's way. They have to compromise because of the cares. Matthew 13 and 22. He also that receiveth seed among thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of what? Riches choke the word and he becomes what? Un fruitful the rich young ruler that's the best example he was the bomb everybody knew him he had the money he had everything but he also had the deceitfulness of riches at some point somebody told him that it was very important for him to have it all and so the last thing he needed was jesus but you can't have jesus and what you got Obviously, Jesus didn't like the way he got what he got because he told him to get rid of it. 
Christians don't have a problem with you being rich. How did you get rich, though? Did you compromise to get rich? You got to get that back. King of Sodom came to Abraham. Told Abraham, said, Abraham, dude, man, we, you know, we appreciate what you did and everything. So here, we're going to give you all this stuff. We're just going to give you riches and wealth. Abraham said, no, I can't take that. He's like, man, I'm going to make you rich. He said, no man makes me rich. Man, I'm preaching. I, y'all just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to do the same thing. I had the offers. I couldn't take it. Oh, let's go. I'm going to have to do that. I can't take that. See, that's the deceitfulness of riches. Hearing and understanding the word is possible when we truly deal with ourselves and all of our past hurt. Dealing with our past can change our hearts and do what? All you got to do is come in here and deal with it. Man, I grew up like this, man. My daddy was like this. My mama, he wasn't in the home. Man, I had all this building, all this pain. Whatever. Really, really, man? Get, 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 get my season series and, and, and go watch that. Watch the seasons. Watch the uh, identity crisis. Get that series. Watch it, man. Just, just watch it. Watch the truth behind it. Watch pop life. Just watch it and watch how it's going to address some things that's in your heart. And all you got to do is just make a decision. I'm going to address these things and I'm going to change these things. Because what I went through, God forbid I put my children through the same thing. That's your choice. That's your decision. You're making it right now whether you make it or not. Matthew 13 and 30, uh, 23. But he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, understandeth it, which also does what? Bear fruit and then bringeth it forth some hundred, sixty, thirty fold. That means you are multiplying the seed because you understand what's being taught. You apply what's being taught. You change the ground. It used to be stony. Now it's fertile because of what you did. This is where that hundred, thirty, sixty, and hundred fold came from. Y'all thought that came. That's offering time. They ain't got nothing to do with money. That scripture has nothing to do with money. It never had anything to do with money. I don't know why they say it. That don't have nothing to do with money. That's the fruit that you're going to bear. That's what he's talking about. I need a hundredfold blessing. What, what, what is that? That don't make no sense. Hey, man, God ain't, God ain't taking your money and acting like a credit union. If I give this, I need it multiplied 100-fold. What? It makes no sense. He's talking about your behavior and your life, your fruit. The little good you're sowing now can be a whole lot of good in your children. In order to be receptive to God's plan for us and to understand when the word is challenging us, our hearts must be what? (sighs) I can't say this loud enough. Listen. In order to be receptive to God's plan for us, in order to be receptive to God's plan for us and to understand when the word is what? It's just all it's doing is challenging you. God is putting it in front of you. Challenge you. Anybody can run. But can you run and then jump over this? Can you run and then avoid this? Can you stay on the track? Can you finish? 
Anybody can run. But the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong. Are you going to make it to the end? Hebrews 10 and 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and full what? Assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from what? Sprinkled tells us that it's a process. He ain't dashing it on you. Sprinkled from an evil conscience. That means God is just going to go in and start dealing with little things here. Little things. Sprinkles. Sprinkled from an uh, evil conscience. And our bodies washed with what? Pure water. Summary! The parable of the soil is a great illustration of, of a tree's origin. The seed needs to be properly planted before it can take root and sprout into a productive fruit-bearing tree. Jesus thoroughly explains the things that hinder this process. This is why we must do our best to raise our children the right way. Protecting them from early cares and trauma will keep their hearts ready for the seed of the word to be what? All we're doing is readying our kids for the kingdom. You're not raising your kid for anything else. You're readying them for the kingdom. You're preparing their hearts for the kingdom. You're telling your son, Son, when a man in authority is over you, you do what he says. You go work on a job, you you don't quit. You do what he says and keep that job. You go to a church, you do what the pastor says. You obey him. You honor his position. You don't like it, you leave. But you stay there and honor him. You don't punk out like that. Then these men will grow up stronger. They can follow leadership. They can actually mature into somebody. But if you're neglecting them and you're a punk, then you're not readying them for the kingdom. You ain't readying them for nothing but a life of punkdom. Why would you experiment with your children like that? You're supposed to be protecting them from early, early cares and trauma. And a lot of times, you're the one causing the trauma and the cares. What? You gonna put your child through something because you hurting? I don't let no man tell me they hurting. I don't listen to that. Shut up. Don't come here. He just hurt. He's so hurt. Shut up. We're not allowed to hurt. You got time to hurt? I don't have that kind of time. I don't have time. My schedule won't allow it. I gotta keep going. Now I may feel something. I'm human, but I gotta keep going. Got time to sit home. <laughs> I ain't got time. I don't have time. Most people always say too, when guys when they leave this church and stuff, they somebody come back to me. Yeah, I talked to him, brother man. He just so hurt. He's so I'd be like, ooh. What about what? Hurt? No. You're causing hurt and trauma. Man, you need to cut that out. So that you can ready your children for the kingdom. So they can sit in a message like this and apply everything. You raise them right there. Just sit there. Okay, give me some of that. Give me that. Give me that. Give me some of that. Put it in there. There's there's no stones. It wasn't that easy for you. But you can make it that easy for them. (laughs) 
when they struggle at early ages, their hearts can harden and cause problems with them understanding and receiving the word when they're older. Most people that struggle with understanding and accepting the truth of the word have issues from their upbringing. Some may understand and accept it, but it doesn't last long because it can never truly penetrate the issues in their hearts. All of these things come from the youthful struggles and the foundation that is laid during our formative years. When the foundation of Christ is laid and we train up our children in the way they should go, when they are old, they will what? Be fruitful. The word takes root in their hearts and will grow into trees that will produce good fruit and seeds for others. Ezekiel 11 and 19. And I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh. Are y'all listening to this? This is what God told Ezekiel he was going to do for his people. I'm going to take the stony heart out of their flesh and I will give them a heart of what? Flesh. In other words, I'm going to give them the heart I made them to have. So whatever, all this stuff they've been through, all this trauma has made their heart hard. He said, I'm going to soften it back up. Give them the heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinance and do them. And they shall be what? My people. And I will be what? Their God. A stony heart can keep you from really knowing that God is your God. But God said, no. Man, if you come in here, plant yourself, listen, and then apply, you can have a heart of flesh. And if you have a heart of flesh, where somebody can deal with it, edit it, man, can't nobody, can't nobody fix a stony heart? You can't operate on a stone. But if it's a heart of flesh, it can be repaired. It can be fixed. Amen? Everyone stand to your feet. Boy, I love the Bible. I love me some truth. Truth is just truth. No matter how it makes you feel, that's just what it is. It's truth. Amen? And we've all had past. We've all had rock hearts at some point. We've all been through that. But because of the truth in God's word, he gave us opportunity, like this opportunity right now, to get our hearts, get the stones and the rocks out so that we can have a heart of flesh. Amen? That's what God wants to do. Everyone bow your heads. That's what he wants to do in here right now. Your heart, he wants to soften it. That's, that's all. Today is heart softening time. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you went through. I don't know what happened in your childhood. I don't know what happened in your marriage. I don't know what happened to it with your children. I don't know any of that, but God does. But he wants those situations. He wants your heart softened so that he can deal with you and you can be a fruit-bearing tree once again. Everyone that I'm talking to right now with that condition or have had that condition or want God to fix that condition, I'm going to have you come up here. I want everyone to just come up, just walk up here. And I'm going to trust and believe God with you. Just come on. From wherever you are, wherever you are, soften my heart. This is, this is heart 
softening time. Just soften it. Soften it. Man, when you start talking about violations, you start talking about molestation and abandonment, dealing with divorce and the pain of that. and You start talking about all these things, man, these things will make you, you don't even know how hard your heart is until somebody comes for it. You don't even know. But that's got to be fixed because you, you're not allowed to progress anymore until you deal with it. You can't go any further. And it happened in your childhood. Whatever it is, distrust, hurt. Your father hurt you. Your father hurt the family. And you, you've been walking around with that. You got to let that go because look at the choices it's causing you to make. They're not ideal. It's affecting you. It's even affecting your health, your body, physically. Because you're carrying it around and you never truly gave that up and let that go. That heart of stone, it needs to be penetrated by truth. You need to let the word do it. Everyone bow your heads. Soften our hearts, Lord. Soften our hearts. We've been through trauma. We've been through man's era. We've endured pain. Somebody's decision that they did in two minutes caused a lifetime of distress to someone. Somebody's decision that just, they decided, some father, some mother, they just decided that they were going to do their own thing and, and didn't give any regard to the family. That hurts you, and you've been carrying it around ever since. They didn't think anything of it, but you thought everything of it. That will create a stony heart. And a stony heart is going to create stony hearted children because you're going to treat them how you were treated but here in ABC under this message right now we want to open up our hearts to God and allow him to break up the fallow ground the stony ground and allow him to repair these areas allow him to repair this pain allow him opportunity to do it over fix me oh lord clean my heart with your heads bowed pray that prayer to him soften my heart lord i don't want to be bitter soften my heart lord i don't want to carry this anymore soften my heart lord i gotta give this up soften my heart The deceitfulness of riches have made me chase money and make the worst decisions possible. Soften my heart so I can treat people the way they should be treated. Soften my heart so I can treat myself better. In Jesus' name.
And God, I pray right now for everyone under the sound of my voice. Father God, that we would surrender those stony places to you. We will open our hearts up for repair. And we will allow you, as your word said, to give us a heart of flesh. Hearts of flesh get hurt. They do. A stony heart doesn't feel much, but a heart of flesh will get hurt. But we're going to trust you, God. Because that same heart that's open for hurt is open for love. That same heart that is vulnerable to mistrust is open for trust. Unless we open our hearts, you have no place to dwell. So I pray right now, God, that you will give us a heart of flesh. In the name that is above every name, we pray. Amen. 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 Won't you give somebody a hug and tell them my heart got changed today. God softened it. Softer. 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 You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.